Welcome to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. In this episode, I speak with Freedom Rain from the Stereo app. We discuss the history of the Black Panther Party in celebration of Black History Month. I hope you enjoy the podcast. It's a five-part series, so please do check out all the different parts. And if you dig what I'm doing, picking up what I'm throwing down, please share with friends and on social media. Peace out. Yep. Well, the nineteen the nineteen ninety five bombing of the World Trade Centers was tied to the FBI. The nineteen ninety three. Nineteen ninety three. Thank you. Mm-hmm. They 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 set up an informant and actually gave him an explosive. Hmm. Hmm. A lot of people are saying the same for the underwear bomber. I think what was that two thousand nine or something two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's get some of these ditties, man. I see. This is why I always love doing a talk. With and another thing, old Dave, man, because we just <laughs> resonate on that same uh, vibe. But the information, me and him, me and him are actually planning to do a show where we we just talk about conspiracy theorists that aren't true or the wacky and most out of touch ones. Because me and him, through separate stages of us coming to the truth, we don't we've talked literally on the air during our talks and not much after, but we always come to the same fact. I mean, it's just so it's so crazy, right? It's just. Some things yeah. are facts and some things through due diligence and during your research, you're going to come up with the truth if you don't have your bias blinders on. And I just think I love talking to Dave because we always resonate on the same things and the same truths that come out because it takes you, you just got to look at the information unplugged. So I love meeting people on this app who where the crazy conspiracy theories that we see pushed on the news. Nobody really believes. But the stuff that everybody right. knows is facts, it's alternative, that the, the main stories don't want you to know, people just have that knowledge on here. They come to it. And so I love people's discretion and critical thinking. But So shout out to you and another thing and everybody in here who feels like that that's how they vet their information for sure. Hell yeah. And shout out right right back to you, man. I love talking with you because you're, you know, you're you're a deep thinker and you, same thing. You don't buy the mainstream lame. I call it the lamestream media bullshit line <laughs> of like, oh, we should be afraid of Russia. OK, what's really going on? Because they won't shut right. up about Russia. So what's really going on? Right. You said it. You 100 percent said it. What's up, Smooth? Shout out to everybody still in the room. Let's hit Jay Morrison. Thanks for chiming in, y'all. Keep them coming. What if um, the women that were brought forth uh, with these that came forth with these crimes, like you said, they were deemed to be a lie. But what if they were like actors from the white community mm. to come in and um, destroy the black communities due mm. to um, the financial um, integrity of their communities? And they wanted a piece of that pie and they weren't able to get it because they were so structurally tight and sound. Mm, look at see that's the kind of alternative thinking to approach that i'm talking about because exactly. that makes it makes a lot of sense especially when you look at brown versus board of education and how unfortunately bro it really seems like now in retrospect that the government had a whole ass plan for why they wanted to end segregation on their own terms you know what i'm saying because the way they followed up to keep black America dependent on white America or dependent on the government or welfare or housing programs so that they could be in the position to tell the black woman who she has to have in her house to qualify for this or the black men that they need to do this. Like to have that level of power and dependency. Yeah. Things like Black Wall Street and Tulsa, Oklahoma and Bruce's Beach and all these other Greenwood, all these places, you can't have 
self-sufficient black people. So now it makes absolute sense when J. Edgar Hoover says Black Panthers are the biggest threat to the future of American society because he knows that having Black people who can literally take a look at their own community and start a 10-point program to address things, free breakfast, health clinics, newspapers, legal defense, liberation schools for their own kids, firearms, trainings, all of this, and building... Like, you, you cannot have the welfare state. You cannot have the war on drugs. You cannot have the inner city violence with gangs that leads to so, several hundred black men dying from, um, you know, street violence because, like, the Panthers had addressed that with the crowns and the young lords and all these things. So it's like, it's yep. not about it's not about how that they were dangerous as far as a physical threat. We cannot have they black were... people able to be self sufficient and take care of themselves like this. We just can't. We can't have it, y'all. We can't have self determination, y'all. We can... Self determination? Oh, that's scary to have working class <laughs> and minorities be self determining. What would the capital class? What would the investor mm. class do if they can't mm. just hold that over us? Ooh, then then maybe their money doesn't mean so much because we don't need it, huh? Hmm. And so we can we we have to recognize the racial element in this when it comes to the Black Panthers. Sure. But let's take a really comprehensive look at the 60s with the CIA and the FBI's actions. Right. COINTELPRO did uh, over 290 something actions during its lifetime. I think 240 something of them were aimed at the Black Panthers. So that's well over 75. That's 80 percent or something. Right. Yeah, but exactly. for the times they did focus on other groups, let's look at the groups that COINTELPRO tried to destroy. AIM, which is the American Indian Movement, right? And these are mm -hmm. people, um, people from reservations and around reservations who are wanting to protect sacred land, uh, land like the ones that became pipelines and other things, to fight for the liberation and the respect of the indigenous uh, Native so, and the FBI had, had, has murdered some of their members, has done the letters, has pinned things on people, drugs involved. Yeah. And let's talk about, okay, if it's truly not look about up, race. Uh, look up uh -huh. Pine Ridge. Look up Pine Ridge on Utah, up on YouTube. Mm -hmm. I mean. mm -hmm. That's with the American Indian Movement, right? And that one yeah, the they, leader they lady. straight up who, assassinated. Yeah. They straight up assassinated this one guy in his yeah. house. In his home. And, and there's, it's a bloody story. But on top of that, let's look at the way COINTELPAR, the FBI, had beef with white people with the, the Appalachians and the union, uh, the union movement against corporations, right? The, the labor wars. The FBI is all involved. Yeah. That's when you can see them turning against like poor and working class white people. And what is the what is the common theme that the FBI and CIA are doing by attacking self-determination groups like that of all races? It's clear what they want. It's clear helping, what they want. Helping assist the passive, uh, oppressive subversion of the institution, of institutional racism and oppression. Mm -hmm. Keeping those dividers up so that people can't come together and you don't wake the sleeping giant. And I thought it was, what I really thought was interesting is when um, J. Edgar Hoover says, above all, one of his main goals with the COINTELPRO is to prevent the rise of a black messiah right oh now, i always thought i always thought this was hilarious because he, he doesn't want a charismatic or a, a person who is an excellent communicator that can unify people and especially build bonds to whites and other people at all like he didn't want any mm -hmm. hero like that bill but this is the funny thing about it that i um 
you know, there's some some black Hebrew Israelites, there's Sephardic Jews, there's people of all different faiths that have recognized that the Renaissance area of Rome has painted Jesus as a blonde haired blue eyed man and that the original Jesus, of course, is a brown skinned man and we don't have to focus on whether he's black or um, a Palestinian or a Jew or Jewish of that area because we basically know what that person looked like and where they're from, right? It doesn't matter specifically what they're called and who that relates to today. Right. The reason I say that is we know that Jesus was a man from Africa, right? So if but he sure as hell didn't look like me. Right. Well, if the government for the United States is one nation under God and Christians believe that there's going to be a second coming, the Messiah will come back. And if we know the Messiah is from that area, then prevent the rise of a black Messiah, which you're in all intents and purposes saying is you will present prevent the second coming of Jesus. If it's in your power, you will prevent the second coming of Jesus. That's what the government is really saying when he says, prevent the rise of the black Messiah. And really think about it. If Jesus came back healing people and like fucking up the cancer industry by healing cancer, uh, making people see health and just start doing all these miracles, who's going to hurt? The religious no, and the capitalist corporate establishments first. And they, the FBI, will have to have put a hit out on Jesus as they did a lot of these other leaders. They will, oh, he'd like, be out there. He'd be out there feeding people, feeding like the homeless. He'd catch charges right away. Right. So your government, who says they're one nation under God, is actually saying that their job is to prevent anybody like that from ever really showing up and doing what Jesus did. They are against the second company that's to me that blew my head away i was like whoa and i don't mean literally fbi don't don't blow my head away i mean <laughs> yeah. well, and, and that leads that leads to a whole nother conversation of are these crazy people that we've been talking about j edgar hoover dick cheney the bushes are they really know. human or are they the lizard people are they the lizard people you know what i think when i hear that question it really I like to do this thing called the invariable solution. Like what really matters, right? It, okay, are they called the Illuminati? Are they called the Rosicrucian Society? Is it the F, is it yeah. the deep state? Are they Democrat? Like whatever you want to call them, are they lizard people? Are they um, um, Ashkenazi Jews? Are they this or that? Are they reptilians? Are they, you can, people always wonder, but. What is the one thing that we know is true and that the real thing is all about this um, um, top 1% of the top 1% control scheme, this pyramid scheme to control people? What, is, what do we know that facts? And it doesn't matter what color their skin is, green or blue or whatever. It's what we already know is enough information is that the top 1% of the top 1% most re rich and elite corporations and businessmen with intergenerational wealth have a vested interest to make sure that government corporations and commercial things stay leveraged against the people. And we have to have tricky ass shit like the FBI starting betrayal, lies and instigating war to keep blacks, poor people and everybody fighting against each other so that the top 1% could still stay in power and pass on all this money and wealth and consolidate more and more power for a global system. Like every, there is no conspiracy but that. You turn on Batman, you watch Batman, Oh, you think it's Joker's crazy? No, there's a secret group called the Court of Owls who runs everything from a secret bloodline, blah, blah, blah. Okay, what about Matrix? Okay, what about this movie, that movie? Like, all these stories is the same people, you know? So it doesn't really matter what they look like or what they're called at this point. Any book or any story, can we know how they work and what they do, and we got to stop letting ourselves get tricked, you know? And I think the Panther story shows how far they'll go 
Um, in any length, any length. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, I went on a lot. You got something to say, and then we got three in the chamber, and then we I have two more. Yeah, I had something. That I, mm -hmm. I had something super smart to say, and then I totally forgot it. But uh, <laughs> one thing you triggered, <laughs> one thought you triggered was um the movie Twenty uh, Twelve Monkeys was was set in 2020. And that's about somebody carrying a, a pathogen around the world and intentionally releasing it. Huh. Mm -hmm. And the movie V for Vendetta was set in 2020. And that's like, you know, an oppressive government and a virus and terrorism, quote unquote terrorism. That was an alternate 2020, up. huh? Right? Wow. Pretty wild, huh? That's some steampunk shit, man. Yeah, and honestly... Oh. If you really want to think about it, Terminator, that happens in the yep. early, in the 2020s. Uh, I mean, uh, oh, well, you're right. you know, the 2014 to 2020, um, the Matrix is said to really uh, kick off where the machines start taking control in the 2020s. Um, let's not talk about Cyberpunk 2077. Let's not talk about Blade Runner and all these classics. It's oh, like, man. Right. And we're and we're always being presented the same future, this kind of dystopian type future for where one super poor class, you're going to be living in trenches with right. clutter and gutter and just stacked on each other. And then above us is going to be this really elite society for the few rich people where they'll have extended life technologies and all these amazing things, flying cars, and there'll be an underclass beneath them. And more so yep. than ever, what do we see? We see corporate uh ads everywhere they own the skyline and the police are a military force to just snatch people up like man it's the same story man they just they want us to buy into that it, so bad it really is like skyscrapers they're basically living in the sky and we're living yeah. down below right yeah. i mean so we're already kind of there man that's crazy hey hey that's true oh speaking of which just to bring it back to our top blood out here by lake mary not too far from where i stay there's this tall kind of white shuttered building that's dominates the lake line like you can see it from all the way around the lake and i always used to pass that and i never really peeped bro do you know that that is the site of um huey p newton's penthouse because remember he started after the panthers and all that shit oh collapsed God. he turned into kind of like this the, he said you know what the way we're gonna do it is we're gonna sew up the underworld so he went to get all the the pimps the drug dealers he wanted them to all pay homage to the black uh panther so that he could somehow regulate the influx in the community and right uh he kind of got egotistical and they were shaking down drug dealers and stuff so he had a penthouse where he'd kind of be running this his so-called the, the dark panthers you know what i'm saying like you know in the when the spirit was evil yeah so he's in this these this penthouse and i never knew that was his where he stayed i'm and my goal as an oakland native who works with kids and uh, as a teacher and as a community activist I want to, at some point, buy that penthouse that he lived in and do good from it. Oh, my God. That'd be dope. <laughs> that would be so cool. Yeah, so lame. I know, people. What a great but, set to film your podcast, right? Yeah, with that view of, of Oakland out the oh, window and have, like, hella, pan it. hella panther and civil rights memorabilia around, you feel me? Right. Maybe even, a, like, a Mike Tyson instead of a pet tiger, a pet panther in there, huh? <laughs> uh, I don't know, maybe too much. But shout out to King Roshi, to Black Phoenix, to Smooth, to Baba Zen. Shout out to Lexi Coke. I mean, Coco Lexi, I always do that. 
Shout out to Morris Taino. Hey, and to Jay Morrison. We really appreciate y'all. We got three in the chamber. We're going to hit these. Um, appreciate everybody. Absolutely. Big, big out, big up yourself. All right, Jay Morrison. Real protesters, real protesters are trained. Uh, my aunt was trained mm. by it was, um, a Quaker school, I think, um, back in the 60s for civil rights. Um, my other aunt, her sister, she was too young to go. But real protesters, especially in civil rights, such as, I guess, um, the Black Lives Matter movement, I'm not really following them anymore after the allegations and everything that happened. But anyway, they, they've been trained. They've been told what to do. Mm -hmm. And they weren't the ones out there vandalizing property. Mm -hmm. I promise you that. I believe that. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. I believe that. It's the easiest way to discredit a, a movement is to go, go do some vandalism. I mean, right. when we were out here in Oakland, because as you know, Oakland does have that long history, including with the Panthers. So when Occupy came to Oakland, I remember the activists and the people who have been fighting the good fight for decades put them on check and they said we're not calling this occupy oakland oakland is already occupied this is ohalone's land from the native americans they called it decolonized oakland and that was their whole attitude they really made sure that this wasn't like this um this national kind of narrative they're like no oakland's gonna own it i say all that to say um jay morrison is that I've seen undercover police come because, of course, I'm going to come to I live in Oakland. Of course, I'm going to come out here to make sure that things are on the up and up. So when we're going to these general assemblies, you see undercover police dressed up as protesters. Then you can see them in uniform on their bikes later. You see them are the ones they are the ones that burned the American flag and broke certain windows. Like, again, we have government, CIA or counterintelligence operations doing nefarious things like we don't need that in a country of democracy nobody i respect america but nobody can come to me and say that the flag is too great to to be criticized or kneeled upon when literally you have an unchecked fbi cia and police doing things like that whenever they want to disband a movement throughout history it's not a free country i'm sorry this is not free speech if if this guy's going to get his blow all these guys are going to get to get get their head blown off you know so face it I'm sorry. My bad. That was a And lot. the flag is a piece of fabric, man. I got, you know, you. it rep it represents an ideal and a hope and a dream. It's just mm -hmm. a piece of fabric, man. So like <laughs> get over this whole thing. If somebody disrespected the flag, the flag That's doesn't the have feelings. Right. The flag doesn't have feelings. The flag's okay. gonna be just fine, you know. Okay, but what about the people, the men and women that die for this right. country, Dave? Yes, right. You know, well, and that's going to be exactly. the first argument. It's like people have died, so you can't question America. Oh, what about the um the um you know what they pandemic? died for though? Well, for the so right to free that? speech. <laughs> for you, no, to be the right for our the right for our corporations to be able to go abroad and steal resources from other countries, namely Africa and the Middle East. That's what people sign up mm -hmm. to go fight for they don't know and, it until they've been in the military for a long time mm -hmm. but you talk to anybody who's been in the military for a good long time <laughs> and they'll tell you i'm yep. sick of going and fighting for some rich corporation yep they told and, me i was fighting to liberate these right. people don't want us here right right and um you're absolutely right about that and then it's like the people say that it's like no you shouldn't criticize the government because there's troops that died to give you that right and i have to be perfectly honest i'm like bruh the last time you can say a soldier really died for my free speech bro 
is fucking maybe World War Two or something. Maybe mm, some. That, I mean, there's civil that's wars. That's even there's, questionable. You know what I that's mean? Definitely. So I mean, the last war since Fallujah to Bosnia to it's all been about protecting their corporate uh, and political interests and taking yep. natural resources, including Afghanistan. So I respect every Straight troop up. that was that was stirred enough about what happened in 9-11 and want to go protect our country. I know protecting our country domestically isn't quite the same as going and invading another country, but I get how you could believe it's the same move. But right. like Dave said, a lot of these people, after being there for years and years, there's this organization called Veterans um, Against the Iraqi War. And to hear their perspectives of what really they found out is going on and what the real goals were out there, especially after Osama was killed, it's like, man, we out here securing yeah. poppy fields. We out here getting ancient Babylonian artifacts. We out here um, securing contracts for McDonald's and Starbucks. Like, it's telecommunications organizations. Like, yeah, it's right? real. It's real. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And all under the guise of, quote, unquote, liberation. Right? Right. Shoot. All right, let's get some of these didiocracies. Appreciate y'all. Let's go. Coca-Lex. You know what? It's right? funny that you say that because I just finished. I don't know if you saw the series. I think it was on ABC called Women mm. of the Movement regarding um, mm. Emmett Till and um, oh his mother um, stepping up and being like a voice for the civil rights movement and for black people. So that would be something very interesting to touch on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Her courage, man, she's such a beautiful mother. She reminds me a lot of my mother. And um, thank God my mother didn't have to go through nothing like that. But just to see her courage while all the media was coming after her and she just she did that open casket. That's such a tough thing to go through in front of the world. And she let it be the catalyst for something bigger. So her, Fannie Lou Hamer. Um, all the queens of the, you know, Ella Baker, all the queens of the civil rights and the Black Panthers. Don't, don't get me started on uh, Erica Brown and Elaine. I mean, Elaine Brown and Erica Huggins, uh, Miss Cleaver, uh, Cleaver, like all of them, bro. Like, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful history. Um, but yeah, I'm interested in that too. We could do that talk for sure. All right, let's go. Smooth. Yes, Freedom Reign. I would definitely have to agree with you. And um, in the biblical context, right, America and most of the world are going to accept the Antichrist and they're going to accept the mark of the Antichrist. So just keep that in mind. Mm, So it is said. That's how it is said. Absolutely. In Revelations. Mm. Jay Morrison. Okay, y'all, I'm trying not to leave too many messages, but a thing about, like, when y'all were talking about the Terminator in the Matrix and stuff. So Mm -hmm. think about this. So they were set in dystopian futures, right? Mm -hmm. But what were the main characters that were the reason for the fall? If I'm not mistaken, in Terminator, didn't they go back and visit the black guy that wrote the Skynet program? Mm -hmm. It wasn't the Oracle. It was based like a program that was based from the architect or likewise, but she was considered to be like a black person portrayed. So what does that tell you? They're going to say we're the cause, black people will be the cause and downfall of the future. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Point blank period, I guess. I don't know. 
No, that's a great point. Um, Miles Dyson is the creator of Skynet. He's the black guy, right? And I remember that distinctly. And then there's two other. You, I, I noticed that pattern. I wish to God I, I still remembered. There's two other franchises. It's the same thing. It's like the technical, the technological advance that leads to the end of the world was done by a black person. I did notice that too. It's hilarious. But the Terminators are also heavily based on the atom bomb and the, the scientists that created the atom bomb are often quoted in Terminator because it is like men being the architect of their own demise. So I, I do think it's interesting that they would kind of put that on black people. But at the same time, I think it is crazy how, um, yeah, we like create our own destruction. Jay Morrison, that was deep. You deep, girl. Very deep. Am I you already? Let me follow this queen. Jeez. That was deep. Okay. Time on in, people. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. We've been going for about two hours now. Straight I'll be up. rapping pretty quick. I want to hear what mm-hmm. you guys got to say. Here, I'll hit one from Black Phoenix. Black And Phoenix. I also wanted to say uh, thank you guys for having this conversation on the anniversary of the murder of Trayvon Martin. May he rest mm-hmm. in heavenly peace. Happy heavenly birthday, Trayvon. Oh, rest shit. No, it isn't. Trayvon Martin, rest oh. in peace. Brutal. Yeah, man. And, and that, I think, when we talk about hold on that that adds a whole nother level to it oh my god dude right it's gonna make me because this shit's never stopped i don't think operation cointel pro has ever stopped maybe they renamed it right they probably renamed it right but come on Mm -hmm. edward snowden's in jail chelsea manning's in jail julian assange is in jail enemy number one right right like we see we see your priorities you want to oh my god if julian Assange or if uh, edward snowden steps stay, steps his butt in the united states he's going to get a trial not by his jury uh, of a majority of his peers like so we know where you at but for trayvon martin and just for the panthers i want to read number seven of the 10 point program again um yeah we want an immediate end to police brutality and the murder of black people we believe that we can end police brutality in our black community by organizing self-defense groups that are dedicated to defending our black community from racist police oppression and brutality. The Second Amendment of the Constitution of the United States gives us the right to bear arms. We therefore believe that all black people should arm themselves for self-defense. Power to the people, power to all people. That was number seven on the 10-point program. And that just, we, we brought that up because this is in 1966. You talk about Trayvon Martin, like I get people didn't think BLM uh, reacted the best way. But look how long these people have been trying every method. And we're not talking about people who just came out and burned down the Walgreens. We're talking about people that wrote this 10 point program. People that I mean, if I really go over every solution that the Black Panthers and every group, even in my city, have done to uh, stop police brutality and, and inner city gang violence. Black folks have tried almost everything, even though you haven't seen it in the news. Like, people is frustrated. So, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. Number seven. I just tried to scroll up the page again, y'all. You know what that reminds me of is Mm -hmm. the Second Amendment. To protect ourselves against enemies, foreign and domestic, Mm -hmm. meaning meaning a terroristic or authoritarian government. 
So right. we were supposed to have well-armed militias with like an arms depot in every city so that we could, you know, basically like a National Guard with an arms depot to protect against right. our government going AWOL and turning into a, an oppressive authoritarian regime. But they did away with all those. And, um, right. you know. Right. Crazy. And again, it goes back to what you said. Oh, it's like, and I, I, I know yeah. what I was trying to say. I, so so they turned by, by after 9-11 and this war on terror. Now, mm -hmm. you know, th th it's so easy to flip flip the script on somebody and be like, they're a terrorist. They're a terrorist. Right. Terrorist. Yeah. Right? Like, Just like we talked about communism, uh, communists and Marxists. Is you're right. In 2001, it was terrorist. That was the new buzzword that you could mm -hmm. say and immediately freak anybody out and get the justification to do anything against their own self-interest absolutely yep. and, and the patriot act allowed the police to kick your door in and take you away without even having any charges without even having a warrant no arrest no nothing they can just you can end up in guantanamo right okay but here's my question for fred happen for fred hampton to happen years and years ago decades ago does the government really need the Patriot Act? I get it. Like now, if they did that, it would be like, I know people would protest, but my point is, can the FBI and CIA do whatever they want already? They didn't need the mm -hmm. Patriot Act to, to do exactly that to all 45 of the chapters that they shut down in 68 through 73. It's right. And I, well, that, I love that... this country because we can hold our government accountable and we can criticize them in some ways, but, People need to understand. We can have conversations bro. like this, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And there's no reason to believe that on a social media platform like Stereo or Instagram, all these things, part of you is just like a little bit careful of what you say because everything can right. be used against you. Absolutely. With, and, 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 and we think we... Right. Edward mm -hmm. Snowden tried to warn us. The government has grown immensely. The Patriot Act allowed us mm -hmm. all that crazy stuff. The Department of Homeland Security... NSA has grown and doubled in size since Snowden. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's oh, there's keywords shit. that are reported, and uh, and people think you know like oh we've we've uh, we're progressing towards like a fairer, more democratic. Oh hell no, we're we're not we're not at all. We have the mo we have more people, almost twice as many people in jail as Japan or as China, and they have billions of people. Billions we, of people. we have we have three hundred and fifty million. And we have almost twice as many people in jail. I knew it was per capita, but I did a podcast last night, so I did the research. We have 2,600,000. They have 1,700,000. Like, God. Jesus. So we got a million more people in jail, actual more bodies. I, India and you know that. too, and I wonder how many more we have than India. India, I actually I wonder. They, in, they weren't even that close. But right. um, and you know they're all nonviolent drug offenders, right? 50% <laughs> yeah. of federal prisoners are nonviolent drug offenders. Right. Um, and and they're in there. this comes at a time so, where the United States has legalized marijuana. And a lot of these guys are serving sentences for that. And the government is making big bank so, off of it now, which brings yep. me. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Much appreciated. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. This is a five-part series, so if you haven't checked out the other parts, do check them out. If you're digging what I'm doing, picking up what I'm throwing down, please do share the podcast with friends and on social media. Thank you very much.